it was truly sad to hear the passing of one of New Zealand's greats this week. Um, New Zealand athletics legend Sir Murray Halberg um, has passed this week at the age of nine, 89. Um, he's one of the country's greatest runners at a time that's probably still regarded as the golden era in New Zealand athletics. For a decade, uh, Sir Murray excelled as a world-class athlete on the international stage, memorably striking 5,000 meters gold at 1960 Rome Olympics, for those of the listeners that can remember that. Um, away from the track, he'll be remembered for his inspirational work in transforming the lives of children with a disability through sport as the founder of the Halberg Foundation, of which I've been involved helping out with that. It truly is a fantastic foundation. Uh, his athletics career began after he seriously injured himself playing rugby and the months of rehabilitation left him with a withered left arm. He was 17 and the disability made him a determined athlete, gave him lifelong interest in the needs of crippled children. His talent was nurtured by the great Arthur Lydiard, who um, he was the first great runner to emerge uh, from the Lydiard stable. He came to the national attention in 1954 when he won New Zealand Mile Championship and later that year ran competitively at the Vancouver Empire or Commonwealth Games. In that race, it was a bit part player in the drama of the Bannister Landy four-minute mile. But by 1958, he became a great runner. That year, he became the first New Zealander to break four minutes for the mile, won the gold medal for the three-mile race, Cardiff Commonwealth Games, and was named Sportsman of the Year. He set world records for the two, three mile and the mile relay, all in 1961 and won another Commonwealth Games gold medal in 62. Halberg set a string of records and won many titles over distances from 800 to 10,000 meters, but his finest moment came when he won the 5,000 meters at the 1960 Olympic Games in Rome. It was a golden double for the New Zealand runners. His Lydiard stable mate, Peter Snell, had shortly before won the 800 meters. He went to the 64 Olympics in Tokyo, but finished down the field in the 10,000 meters and then turned to coaching. And a lot of his efforts um, were pointed towards Halbergs, and it was then that he created the events, um, which became known as the Halberg Awards in 92. Halberg always said his ultimate goal was for the Halberg Foundation to do itself out of the job. He said, Although we have helped thousands of disabled people over the years, we still have a long way to go before disabled people have the same opportunities to participate in sports and recreation and in society in general. No one ever exemplified the Olympic spirit of triumphing over adversity better than Sir Murray Halberg. May he rest in peace. That was beautiful, Grant. Thank you very much for those uh, touching, touching words on Sir Murray. Uh, he would definitely be a, work, a workhorse of, of, of a lifetime nomination for sure, not just a workhorse of the week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a time when, you know, a lot of people, I guess, reflect on someone's career, but you, you celebrate it. You celebrate the career. And, you know, we talk about giving back to the game, the community game. And I'm a, a huge fan and advocate of children playing as much sports as possible. I think we need to get them out of indoors, out of devices. Uh, the skills that they learn from team sports and even listening to you, Ben, about, you know, the mental aspect of darts. You know, if you can, if you can master those things in sport, well, it's going to help you in the long run in, in life and any, any job that you do or vocation. 
um, the the soft skills that you learn in sport can be transferred into any workplace. And you know, Sue Murray being able to to give to um, disabled children's lives, and I've been involved in the Helberg Games. So that's normally around this time of the year, and uh, normally at King's College where they have the disabled Olympic Games, I guess, for New Zealand, and all these disabled kids, they told me, they said, right, you're going to run cricket. And I'm just letting you know that some, some of them are um, really partially sighted. Some of them are in wheelchairs. Good luck with the session. You're going to have to create a session. And I had to create a cricket session with all these disabilities and cater for the disabilities. Jeez, we, we had a lot of fun. I mean, I was pretty clueless at the start, but you, you kind of you, you get how difficult it could be having a disability and then trying to play sports in schools where there's just only one format of the game. But, you know, doing catches with someone in a wheelchair, that was interesting. And it was actually brilliant because these kids, they have got a no fear um, of failure, zero fear of failure. They just want to try everything. And they want to, or they've almost got, a, they want to prove to people that they can do anything that a, um, a fully abled person could do. And I had the one kid I was throwing high catches and he was in a wheelchair and he dived out of the wheelchair and he was on the ground. And I was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? And he's smiling and he was just leopard crawling back to the wheelchair. I offered it to help and he was like, no, I'm fine. Straight back in the wheelchair, wanted another catch. So, um, you know, what, what Sir Murray has done for uh, people with disabilities and um, helper games is, is truly fantastic for um, New Zealand and long may it continue. Yeah, there are some more great words there, Grant. Uh, when you're talking about the, the wheelchair, just last month while they had the Rugby League World Cup on, they also had the, the wheelchair Rugby League World Cup on as well. And it was absolutely incredible seeing some of the things that some of these people were doing uh, in, in wheelchairs. I don't think I got a lot of coverage here because I don't think New Zealand had a team over. Uh, but uh, you know some of the some of the tries that they were scoring, uh, they were better than the tries actually scored in, in the men's and the women's rugby league World Cup. And also quite interesting hearing you talk about trying to set up programs. Uh, quite a few years ago, I used to live in the in the mighty north in the mighty Northland, and I spent a bit of time in, in Dargaville and uh, one day at the football club there they kind of hosted uh, like a special Olympic football day and they had quite a few teams around from the from the area come in and it was really cool seeing uh, those people come in, come together and, and, and giving it a go and it was it was really cool to be part of and they put together a, a team for, from the football club to, to play along as well and uh, we, we played, I, I was part of the team and in the first game we played we, we beat this team I don't want to say handsomely because you don't you know, don't want to say that, but to see they ended up playing us in the final again, and to see how they bounce back, I think I think it was only one nil. It was only only one goal, and this was like a thirty minute game, uh, and just to see like their determination, their effort, and it's it's fantastic, you know. Yeah, we spoke we've spoken about that. I think as a New Zealand fan, that's all you want to see. You just want to see the athletes giving their best, like showing that that enthusiasm but showing that they they prepared to give everything they've possibly got and win or lose i think that that's always inspirational and you saw from the the way that they played the game with enthusiasm and authenticity and um and passion i think that that that's what captivates the new zealand fan however in this world of professionalism i think sports people um and 
I've had that feeling when I've played sports is you almost want to try and protect yourself from the public because you, there is scrutiny and there is a lot of people out there to um, not ridicule but pull you down at times. So, you know, the, our athletes tend to, to not be as authentic as we want them to be. But I think that, that if we can find that in New Zealand, that's how I'd want our children to grow up, watching professional sports and um, having sports people just express themselves.